Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. So it is the second week in February, and if you listened to last week's episode, you will already know this. I'm going to be repeating myself a little bit, but if you didn't listen to last week's episode, then this is all new information for you. And that is that this is the month of February and I am doing themed months this year. So the theme for February is the theme of love. Obviously that is because of Valentine's Day, but the books that I am reviewing this month are going to be related to the topic in a variety of different ways. So last week was Darling by Indian Night, which is the retelling of The Pursuit of Love. You can go back and listen to that if you want. It was probably a little bit all over the place, so I apologize. But this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. So obviously it is connected to the theme of love, but instead of the typical romantic love, it's going to be about the relationship between a father and a son. And you'll have already seen this from the title of the episode, but today I am talking about the book Bare Necessity by James Goldborn. So overall, this book was very heartwarming and very, very sweet. So what I'm about to say next is not meant to be like a criticism or to really bring the book down. It's more so just so you guys know what to expect from the book. And that is that the book is kind of cliche in a way. And I just hate saying that because the story is really sweet, but just so you guys kind of know what to expect. And I'm going to get into the specifics. There's so much that I loved about this book where I'm like, oh, it's so nice. But there are some things where I'm like, okay, like it is a little like hokey, a little cliche. Um, But again, that's not a bad thing. Like, I just want to make that clear. Like sometimes we just really need those stories that are just like really sweet, even if they're kind of basic. So before I get into more of like my thoughts and impressions and all of that stuff, um, let me just quickly tell you what the book is about. So essentially, it is about this blue-collar construction worker by the name of Danny, and his life is basically falling apart. So we enter in about a year after his wife's car crash where she passed away, and they had a son together named Will. And ever since then, for the entire year since then, Will has completely stopped talking. And... Danny is just really falling apart. Not only is his son completely mute now, but he's also having to make rent and he's having to pay his rent, parent his child, all of these things. And it just slowly starts falling apart. And it really ends up falling apart when he loses his job as the construction worker on a site. So he's really just down on his luck, I guess. And he's just trying to figure out what to do because he also has to pay like 
I don't know, there's so many months of like back rent that he owes where it's like a ton of money and the landlord is like really scuzzy and he's threatening to like break his legs. It's like a whole thing. So he is just struggling and having to figure out a way to make rent and all of these other expenses. So one day he's in the park and he's seeing all of these different performers, like a guy with a guitar, a magician, all that stuff. And so he kind of just gets the bright idea to essentially put on a panda costume and start dancing for money. And just saying that with like zero build up to that seems like super random. But again, there is like a logical build up to the panda suit specifically and why it ends up being dancing and all of that stuff. But that's really just where it lands him, okay? And what happens next is that one day when he's in the park and he's just dancing for money, he sees his son, Will. And I also want to mention that Will is like 11 years old and Will is in the park and he's being bullied by some kids at his school. So in his panda costume, like not thinking about it, he just kind of runs over, breaks it up and kind of defends his son. But again, he's in a panda costume, so his son doesn't realize that it's his dad and partly because he never told his son that he lost his job. So... Will ends up sitting next to him on a bench and he ends up opening up to this total stranger and just talking to him. And remember, Will has been mute for the entire year since his mom passed away. So his dad has had no idea about, you know, how he's doing, how he's dealing with all of this, all of that stuff. So Will, just thinking that it's a stranger, just opens up to him and they talk and talk and talk. And it kind of puts Danny into this like predicament because he can't tell him, especially now after they had like a whole conversation like that, you can't just tell him like, hey, it was me. And so he ends up kind of digging himself in deeper, but he's also trying to make money to support them. You know, it gets really, really complicated really, really quickly, but that is essentially the context for the story. And I promise I'm not giving anything away. All of that information is in the summary of the book, but all of that is also kind of necessary to then talk about my impressions of the book and what I thought of the story as a whole. So I know I'm repeating myself, but again, it's a very, very, very sweet story. It's not high level literature, okay? I don't think that you would expect that from a book like this. Like, I think you guys are pretty attuned to like the vibes of a book, like based on the cover or the description, but just to put it out there. However, I do think this is an excellent read for anybody who liked the book, A Man Called Uwe, which is by Frederick Bachman, which is a Swedish author. It's hugely popular, a very feel-good read. It's like about this like crotchety old man who becomes like friends with this like immigrant neighbor. And like, obviously it's like a very like tried and true dynamic, but they end up like winning him over. And as cliche as it sounds, it's so moving. Like so many people like cry or whatever. So this book to me is kind of in like a similar category, if you will. And it also reminded me of the movie Silver Linings Playbook. And some of you might hear that and be of the opinion that Silver Linings Playbook is like this incredible masterpiece, Oscar winning movie. Um, I am not. I think it's a, um, I don't know, enjoyable movie, a moving movie to an extent. I think it's a great story. 
I don't think it's like high level art. So that's why I also put this book in the same category, if you catch my drift. I don't know if that makes any sense. I might cut that part out, but uh, those who get it, get it. And something else I did love about this book is that it is told from this male perspective, right? So not only is it about a father's relationship with his son, but it's also written by a male author. It's just kind of the complete package. And it's not something that I think is super common with books, especially books that fall into this category. I think I see a lot more female-centered stories. So that was really refreshing in my opinion. And that actually coupled with the fact that Danny is a blue collar worker. So I think that that really contributes to the fact that this is a story that you don't often see portrayed. Because again, he's like a construction worker. He has this friend who he's like pretty sure is part of like the Ukrainian mafia. Like there's a lot of this rugged, rough around the edges, sort of, you know, blue collar workers. And the idea that it is about an emotional story between him and his son and dealing with the death of his wife and all of these big emotional topics, while also, you know, these parental responsibilities like making rent and all of that. And that is something that is not commonly written about. And I really want to applaud the author for this story. So um, no hard feelings for saying this isn't like high level literature because I do really want to give you props for something like that because I think that's really, really beautiful and something that we just need more of. And even though the story ended up going the route and ending on a plot point that didn't make it an overall tearjerker. There were moments in this book where I was kind of choking up and it really surprised me. So let me kind of clarify. So A Man Called Uva, if I remember correctly, I think that the way that it ends is like on a tearjerker. Like you end it crying, right? It's kind of like a Marley and me situation. Um, This book doesn't end that way where you're going to end like in tears, um, which for some people is a pro, some people is a con, you know, take that as you will. I will say though that there are moments in this story that were very moving where, like I said, I got choked up. I was like, oh damn, like right to the heart. So it's definitely not short on some of these heavier, more moving moments. And for those of you who either have read this book or will read this book, some of those moments, um, just as like little inside information, were when Ivan gives Danny the wooden egg. Oh, right to the heart. That one got me good. Uh, Same with when Ivan is baking. I won't even say what he's baking because it's a little bit of a spoiler. But when Ivan is baking in the apartment and Danny comes over, man, that one got me good. There are a couple other moments as well, but those are kind of the ones that stood out to me. Oh, another really good one. This one I think I got the most choked up on is Will's mom's pancake recipe okay and the story behind the pancake recipe and like the piece of paper man oh man that got me so good so if you've read this book or you will read this book then you know what i'm talking about and i think in between all of those like heartfelt sort of moments there is just a lot of that like sort of uh, fun story or a little bit of that mm, 
cliche story. I, I hate to say that because it sounds so mean, but like, you know, it's a little bit of that like kind of generic or fun or light or whatever. It's just sort of those moments where it's not like high level literature. Um, but it is also very British because this is a British story, which I failed to mention. So it does take place in the UK. Um, the humor, a lot of the humor is like very, very dry. So that was something that actually really pleasantly surprised me. So there are some moments where the humor is like kind of slapstick. It's kind of like, you know, but there are other moments where it's like very, very, very dry. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And that was kind of nice to see. Plus the dialogue in this book is excellent, I will say. And something I learned is that James Goldburn, the author, is actually a screenwriter. And there were certain moments where that really, really came across and in the best way. And I think part of that for me was the dialogue. Plus, he also did a really good job of crafting very well-rounded characters. So although it's a little cliche, it's a little bit of a hokey story, like the characters are very well-rounded, very thought through. There's a lot of work that's put into like the lore of the characters in their story. And I can only assume that that comes from his screenwriter background. And I think for me, I would have actually bumped this book up a little bit and like in terms of my rating and liked it a little bit more and actually maybe put it kind of on the level of a man called Uva or like, you know, because I would say it's a little bit higher right now is just due to the ending. And I don't know how I feel because on one hand, I'm like the ending is kind of unexpected in terms of where Danny ends up career-wise. Like I really wasn't expecting that. So on one hand, I like that because I'm like, okay, an author was able to like fool me, I guess, or like not write something where I knew exactly how it was going to end up. But at the same time, I don't know if I love the ending. I love the final conversation that happens between like Danny and Will and they visit their mom's grave. Like that's all, I mean, another sort of tearjerker line. Um, but the stuff slightly before that, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of on the fence. So this is where I'm going to say that if you have read the book or, you know, you do read it this week or something like that, definitely DM me because... I would love to know your thoughts. I like want to be influenced one way or the other. So if you love it or you hate it, tell me and tell me why. But I'm also going to do what I did in last week's episode and just kind of mention some of these like random thoughts or opinions that I jotted down in my notes that I want to touch on. Um, I just don't have the patience to like properly segue into these as like full-blown points, but there's still things that I think are worth mentioning. So one of the things I liked about this book is that there is no rebound romance because that is something that is like kind of cliche is that the husband would like find somebody and like move on from his wife, like, you know, who makes him like believe in love again or like whatever the fuck. Like, so it's really nice and refreshing that it's just solely about Danny and Will's relationship. I also liked the disability slash minority representation in Will's friend Mo or full name Mohammed. Um, it does suck that he's just a side character and like a supporting character, but his character is like 
really strong-willed and has like a really big personality. So I think that kind of makes up for it. And it's still better than nothing, I guess. This book was also published in 2020. So if you want to read it, I would recommend putting it on this year's to read list at the very least, just because there are like cultural references, you know, tech references, like a lot of like modern day things that really plug it into this time period, if you will. Like they talk about inflation, things like that. Um, so it's nice to have read it now because it's still relevant, but if you want it to remain relevant, you probably don't want to wait too long to read this one. So the only last thing that I jotted down is that in this book, there's only one time when I get like really frustrated and it's when Danny, oh no, you know what? Sorry. There's two things. Okay. One, this is really quick. One is that the name choices that the author went with. Okay. So he calls the dad Danny and the son Will. To me, I really feel like those should be flipped. Like maybe because Danny was born in like the seventies and it's kind of more like a name that was popular for boys in the seventies, but like it feels so juvenile and it confused the hell out of me when I was reading this book. Cause like Danny is such a like boyish name. I don't know. Like, I just feel like those names should be reversed. Like if you agree or disagree with me, like I really want to know your thoughts on this because it really kind of like fucked with me when I was reading it. So that's one thing I wanted to say. The second thing is that this is the only thing that kind of annoyed me in this novel is that at one point Danny, like either, I'm pretty sure he sees it. He either sees it or just knows about it that like Will is being like, bullied by his classmates and it's like before the whole park interaction where like he like runs in in his panda suit and like fends them off or whatever like that's different like that's a separate situation but like when he's like his dad like picking him up from school yeah that's what it was he's picking him up from school and he like sees him being picked on and like that was the only thing that felt unbelievable to me is he like does nothing and I understand that like Will is 11 years old, so he's like kind of right on the cusp of like being a teenager. So like you don't want to like jump in there and embarrass him or make it worse or whatever. I'm sorry though. Like I could not control myself. Like this father does nothing. He just like sits there. Like I was thinking about this and I was like, my gut reaction would be to be like Beth Dutton. If you watch Yellowstone, you know the character Beth Dutton. I would just go in there absolutely fuck these little kids up, right? Like they're just picking on my child, not today. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I probably would just end up more like Leslie Mann's character on, um, (laughs) in the movie, This Is 40, when she's like chewing out this kid and he starts crying and then they (laughs) both start crying. You. Yeah, what's up? Hey, I'm Sadie's mom. Sadie. Sadie, the one you chat with on the internet? No, man, that ain't me. Well, it was you. I saw your picture. Did you make a hot list and not put Sadie on the hot list? She was not on my list, no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my own hot list. And you know what? You're on the not hot list. How does that feel? doesn't bother me. I'm comfortable the way I am. Maybe you shouldn't be so comfortable with yourself. You know why? You look like a miniature Tom Petty. How's that feel? Huh? You think that haircut's cool? It's not. Looks like you put your Justin Bieber wig on backwards. So in reality, I am self-aware that that's probably what would happen, but 
point is I wouldn't just sit there and like see this bullying happen. That was the only thing that was like a little bit unbelievable for me, especially if his dad is kind of this like blue collar worker, kind of works with these sort of like rougher individuals. I don't know. It's not a big thing. It's not a huge deal. It's not something that like completely, you know, ruined the novel for me. Not at all. Because I think the last thing that I do want to say and kind of end on is that this is actually James Goldburn's debut novel, which is always such a huge, huge, huge accomplishment when anybody writes a novel, especially their first novel. So I really just want to give him props and just say how incredible that is. And again, I wasn't trying to like shit on it by saying it's not high level literature, um, just more giving you guys as readers an idea of what to expect from this. But it is a very sweet story. It's a super easy read. It's a really light read. Um, I think it's only, let's see, how many pages? It's like 300 pages, so super short. This would be a great book to take like on vacation or on a plane or just read a little bit before bed. Um, very sweet, very heartfelt doesn't require a lot of your time or a lot of effort. Um, And it's really nice that there's just sort of a male POV for a story like this. So this was the second week in February, which is under the theme of love. So we still have two weeks left. So two more episodes left in this month. Stay tuned. I have mentioned this before. I mentioned this in like every episode now, um, the Brutally Honest Book Club. If you're already in the book club, feel free to just like skip ahead to the end or just like close out of this episode. But if you are not in the book club, let me just give you the little rundown. So before the start of every month this year, I am showing book club members five books that are related to the monthly theme. So before the start of February, I went into the close friends list on Instagram where all of the book club members are added to, showed everybody five books that are connected to the theme of love, told them what the theme was, all of that. They picked out the book that they wanted to read that month. So that left four books. And these are the four books that I'm doing this month. So the first two episodes are already out. It was Darling by India Knight last week. And then this week it was Bare Necessity by James Goldburn. So those were two of the books that were left remaining. So there are two more. But if you are in that book club, not only are you a part of this fun digital book club that we have held over in Slack, but you're also getting this sneak preview. So book club members already know what to expect for the next two weeks. So Point being, the reason why I mention it is just, again, just to put it out there, if you want to join the book club, we would love to have you. Feel free to just send me a DM on Instagram telling me that you want to join and I can explain how it works, all that good stuff. But in the meantime, be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. Follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books, on TikTok at Brutally Honest Books. Feel free to send me a DM about pretty much anything and hopefully we will see you over in the Brutally Honest Book Club. And again, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.